0: Welcome into another edition of the Reed Foster Podcast. It's been a while since I talked to you guys, but you know, started a new job, moved, um, has been. I've been doing a lot of my Rich on Personality podcast that you can check out on this very feed that I do with my good buddy Andrew Graham. That one is more of an NBA focused podcast with some. Uh, I wouldn't say po- political talk, but we do we do talk um, social stuff and like just news in general. Um, But anyway, wanted to get a quick pot in. It is Saturday, about a little after 3 o'clock. We're an hour and a half away from kickoff of Colts at Chiefs, divisional round weekend here for you. Four incredible games. I just wanted to quickly go through who I like gambling-wise in these matchups. Um, You know, this really is the best weekend of the year football-wise. I think you got, you know, it's great to have like a typical Sunday where you have, thousand games going on at once all the crazy finishes happening but there's something nice about isolating it to four games that are all going to be pretty awesome colossal matchups um and so first we have this Colts at Chiefs games that you know if you would have told me in October that this matchup happened in the playoffs, I think most people would say that the Chiefs would be—you'd be looking at like maybe a nine or ten-point favorite. The the Colts did not start out this season very very well, one and five after two consecutive pretty disappointing seasons, but went ten and one over their last eleven games versus eight and three that Kansas City went. But it's uh, and just in general, they they finished very well. And um, but I think it's important to remember. That when you look at that, at those records, ten and one versus eight and three, you got to look at who are they playing. You know, Kansas City was playing five playoff teams. They're playing three teams that are playing this weekend. So you know, I, there's not not to take anything away from Indianapolis. What they did was very impressive, but you know, I don't do I think they were going ten and one if they played eleven games that involved games at New England. Or at the Rams? I don't think so. I don't think that's the case for Indianapolis. So I think they I think it is fair to say that they have benefited from somewhat of an easy schedule. Uh, a lot of people are pointing towards the weather today being a factor with it being snowy. But, uh, you know, historically speaking, and you look at and that and that's played into the total the over-under going into yesterday was 57 and a half. And now that we've got the report that the snow is there, the line has been moved down all the way to 54. So I think there's some value there. Um, the line also started at six for this game. And I, like I said, this, we knew this game was going to, if they projected a line for this game in November or even early December, late October, we're talking about Chiefs nine or 10 point favorites. But right now, The line started at six, down all the way to four and a half right now for Kansas City. So, you know, I think there's a lot of value to be had taking the Chiefs at the four and a half and taking the over at 54. Uh, Historically speaking, snow really doesn't have that much of an impact on offense. In fact, oftentimes you could argue that offenses benefit from snow because it, they don't have to react to where they're going. The offense knows where they're going pretty much at all times. The defenders are the ones that have to react. And when you're reacting, that's what's going to cause you to slip more than anything. Um, now, maybe if the ball starts to get a little bit slippery, we could see some fumbles and obviously it's going to impact the field goal situation. But I don't think that the scoring should be affected much at all uh, by that. I think these are still two very high-powered 2 high-powered offenses and two defenses that are not great. Um, I know the Colts since like week seven or something lead the league in points scored, but not they have not faced any great offenses. I think Warren Sharp showed it. Like the, the Colts have faced the easiest slate of offenses of any team of the last three seasons this year. You know, that, that's just the facts. And you go back, I went back and watched the uh, week 16 game, Giants at Colts. The Colts pulled that game out of their ass. The Giants led by Eli Ma- Eli Manning went up and down the field on them. and really could have done a lot more damage had they not just suffered some drops. Uh, and that's a Giants team that was not playing with Odell Beckham Jr. and this is the Chiefs team that was Sammy Watkins back and you know no, one's t- no one no talked about that with the Chiefs not looking quite as impressive down the stretch. Sammy Watkins was out. Tyreek Hill was a little bit nicked up. Those guys are back healthy. And that's going to be key. Um I just don't think that Indianapolis's defense has faced anything quite like what Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense has done, and not I know it's not a sexy topic, but the Chiefs have a significant advantage at special teams over the Colts, and I think that has to be taken into account. Um, if you're all if you're looking for some gambling stuff here, I also am a fan of taking the first half under 28. Then there's a lot of points. Um, you know, the Colts first half unders have been pretty consistent. We're going to see another one of those coming up in the, one of the later previews we do. Later tonight we have the Cowboys at the Rams. This is the only game the the line has not moved. It was uh Rams minus 7. This is the only game of the four that I'm not taking a side on uh gambling wise. But I think if you are going to play the game, the move is to take the under 49 and a half, for, under 49 and a half. I got it at 49 and a half. It's 48. I'd still feel pretty good taking that under with the way this Cowboys defense is playing. And I just don't think that, I think you have to have some legitimate concerns about what Jared Goff and this Rams offense looks like. I know that they look great the last two weeks playing against San Francisco and Arizona, but those are two pretty crappy teams. And this pretty much since Cooper Cup went out, we didn't think that injury was going to be a big deal, but... With the Rams pretty much exclusively playing 11 personnel that is, you know, with three wide receivers on the field, that third wide receiver is very important. And we've seen that. Cooper Cup's a great run blocker. Uh, it's affected them throughout the—it's affected them. Uh, the offensive line's not playing as well. And I don't. I think Jared Goff, I'm not sure there's any quarterback I've ever seen with a wider gap between their quality under pressure versus not under pressure. With a clean pocket, Jared Goff looks like he's a future Hall of Famer, just tearing defenses up. If he's under pressure, he looks like someone who can't, who doesn't belong in the field. Um, and so, how much pressure the Dallas defensive line can get on Jared Goff will be key. Uh, I still don't know how if I trust the Cowboys to win a game against this level of Rams offense. I thought as dominant as the Cowboys looked last week in their surprising victory over the Seahawks. Um, you you do wonder if the Seahawks have better play calling, do they win that game? Because it wasn't like their passing game lacked for success. They just, for whatever reason, decided not to pass the ball. Um, So I I think that this game ultimately will come down. This sounds weird, but I think that Jared Goff or Dak Prescott, I I think we're setting up tonight for a legendarily bad play to lose the game. Just... You know, Mark Sanchez butt fumble or like the Tony Rombo box extra point. Something on that level to lose this game, I think. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to be golf or if it's going to be Dak. So I think it's a stay away gambling-wise. Going into tomorrow's matchups, the Chargers at Patriots is the first one. Uh, Big fan of the under for both. A big, Big fan of the under for the whole game and for the first half. First half line, under's have killed it with the Chargers and the unders as a whole for the Chargers have killed it all season, especially late. Um, You know, this is a team that you don't really think about. It doesn't make sense that the Chargers would be going under so frequently with such an explosive offense, but it makes sense because this is a team that, yes, they can score quickly, but they choose not to. You know, a lot of times the Chargers will... They'll score 14 points early. You know, they'll constrict the other team and they'll get a big lead and then just kind of settle the ball, Uh, which happened last week. They got to the 23 points, I want to say, the third quarter, and then they didn't need to score again. Um, So, I mean, and with the way the Patriots' offense is, with no Josh Gordon, I don't really know what weapons they have. Particularly, Rob Gronkowski does not look the same. Um, With those weapons against this Chargers defense, I don't think that this is a game that's going to be getting up up too much beyond like a 23-20 type of game. I think that New England, if they're going to win this game, it's going to be through running the ball. They're going to want to slow this game down and limit the number of possessions. Um, so I'm a big fan of the under, under 46 and under 23 in the first half. I'm taking bo- both of those. And I'm also taking the Chargers plus four. I do think that uh, I think the Chargers are a better team, as the record showed. I, what, they were 12-4 against either 10-6 and or 11-5 for New England. Uh, they had a better record against a tougher schedule. They had a better point differential, and they just kind of got screwed over by being in the same division as Kansas City, pretty much. Um, don't, I don't feel quite confident enough. You know, I don't think that the gap between the money line and t- getting the four points is big enough where it's worth the risk. You know, I say just go ahead and take the four. Even if you lose by a field goal, you you still win. Um, because there are some red flags. You know, last week everyone praised the 7 DB look that the Chargers defense laid out. But that was out of necessity. That wasn't just some brilliant strategy they had. Uh, that was because their linebackers got hurt. And while that strategy was effective against Lamar Jackson, and you know, you think, oh, well, it worked against one running team. It's going work against the other running team. Because that's what New England has been, as of late, a running team. But their running game is significantly more reliant on heavy personnel. They play a fullback more than pretty much anyone else in the NFL. Whereas the Ravens' often, the Ravens' uh, run-based offense is built more on misdirection and Lamar Jackson being able to run by you. So, you know, against Baltimore, that speed was a boon. Against New England, I don't think that's a good matchup for them, so there are some concerns there. And also, of course, you don't like to have the the 10 a.m. local kick for the West Coast team going east. That's not really fair to them. Um, so, enough red flags where you want to say, eh, just just take the four points and give yourself a little bit of cushion, even if the odds, even if the payouts, not quite as good on that one. Um, and you know, if you're doing that. Uh, a big If you're going to do that, a big fan, like I said, a big fan of the under and a fan of the Chargers, if you want, you could tease the two and then you would have to go, you could tease it up to where the Chargers could lose by 10 points and you still cover. And they could score 50 points and you still cover. I think that's that's a nice little teaser. I think, uh, I think yeah, and with the Chiefs too. I like Chiefs teasing Chiefs and cheese, teasing the over in that game. Uh, if you're looking for some options. Uh, And then the last game we have on the slate, tomorrow, 4.30, Eagles defending Super Bowl champions at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, A lot of people are going to be talking about the Big Dick Nick, the um, Nick Foles magic. But you go back and look at that Chicago game, the Bears outplayed Philadelphia. And what that game came down to was Chicago was 0-3 in the red zone and Philadelphia was 2-3. They were able to get the touchdowns when the Bears weren't. And I don't think that's going to be an issue for the Saints. Because they were playing against, Because, you know, Philadelphia's playing against Mitch Trubisky, not Drew Brees. And the concern for the Eagles defense has bit All year has been the secondary. Um, Mitch Trubisky was not really willing to take advantage of them deep until the fourth quarter. And when he did, he dominated them. Uh, Avante Maddox and Craven LeBlanc were getting beat on double moves quite handily. And I just am inclined to think that if Mitch Trubisky is going to be taking advantage of you over the top like that, Drew Brees certainly is going to, especially in the Superdome. Uh, and this was a matchup that, you know, what was it, week 11? So that would be, you know, a little over a month ago. A little over a month ago, the Saints were 13-point favorites. And now they're 8-point favorites, despite beating the Eagles in that game 48-7. I know the secondary has gotten better. I know it's a new quarterback. But have the Eagles closed the gap with the Saints that much in the time sense? I just don't know. I so I think that I think that this line is a little inflated in, in favor of Philadelphia because there is some of that Eagles voodoo over there. Uh, and I just think that ultimately the Saints are a better team. And it, you know, this matchup kind of reminds me. The Eagles beating the the Bears is very reminiscent of the 2015 Seahawks Vikings game. You know the Seahawks coming off two straight Super Bowl victories. A the Vikings, a resurgent NFC North team with a strong defense and a second year quarterback. Uh, the offense kind of struggles for a little bit, and then at the end, the young quarterback leads a final drive, only for the kicker to miss it at the end. Uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of parallels with that. And if you remember the next game, the Seahawks, being the team with championship pedigree, went up against the Carolina Panthers, the team that went 15-1 and that year. And there was a lot of talk going into that game of, you know, is Seattle going to pull off this upset? Because just, you know, even though on paper that Carolina was obviously a better team that had won at Seattle that year, there was that mental roadblock of, this is the Seahawks in the playoffs, and do we really want to bet against them? And the Panthers were up like 34-0 at halftime of that game. And I think we could see something similar. The Saints are a better team than the Eagles. They embarrassed them over a month ago. And the fact that they're only giving eight points seems pretty fair. It seems pretty seems kind of low based on what we've seen from these teams. Just a little low. So I'm a big fan of that. I don't like the over or under on this either way. I would probably lean over. Um, I think if you're going to do that, I what I would do is put the Saints in a teaser with the over, so that way you you can make it so you only have to win. The Saints pretty much only have to win for you to cover, and then you get a little bit of cushion uh, with the over, but not a huge fan of the totals on that. Um, so again, to wrap up, I like... In the Chiefs-Colts game, I like Chiefs minus 5, I like over 54, and I like the first half under 28, if you were able to get that. I also like the Chiefs and the over and a tease together. In the Rams-Cowboys game Saturday night, I'm not a fan of either side, but I do like taking the under at 49.5. In the in Sunday afternoon's first game of Chargers at Patriots, I'm a fan of the under 23, Under for the first half Under 46 for the whole game And then also Chargers plus 4 And if you like Chargers plus 4 And the under obviously I'm going to recommend teasing those two together And then finally in the last game I like the Saints Minus 8 over the Eagles Don't like any of the totals there But if you're going to do a total I would recommend doing the teaser Of the Saints to get it to minus 2 And then over 45 If you're going to bet that way Uh, enjoy the playoffs everybody we'll be back uh, and I'll be back doing the rich on personality podcast next week Andrew's traveling back to Cairo Egypt uh, right now so we could not do that for us to discuss a lot of NBA stuff and uh, I'll be back probably next week doing some NFL picks as well until then enjoy the weekend guys